You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 5, Episode 20, the 105th episode of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, and this episode is a wrap-up of five full seasons of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast. Ready to hear more from yours truly? Let's get started. Welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast Season 5, Episode 20, the 105th episode of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast and the final episode of Season 5. And this wrap-up episode will be the last episode of the Meet Mediocrity Podcast for this season, and I will also be taking a little bit of a break as I begin to regroup and think about what I might like season six and the continuation of the podcast to look and feel like um, that has yet to be determined i have some thoughts i'm not prepared to share those yet but i am prepared to accept any feedback from those of you who have some thoughts or ideas on what you'd like to see from the meet mediocrity podcast going forward are there more solo episodes like season four where i did an entire season on my career learnings Um, I do have some other solo episodes where I share various thoughts on issues. Are there guests you'd like to see? Are there themes you'd like me to follow up on? They're all possibilities, and they're all open for discussion. At the moment, I'm not yet decided, so um, I'm open to suggestions. Today's episode is a wrap-up, a look back at 105 episodes, and... um, some of the things I've gotten out of the Meet Mediocrity podcast and some of the things I I think my listeners have gotten out of it. So this is um, a, I would call it loosely organized conversation. I will take you through some thoughts and things that have impacted me. Um, Hopefully this will um, serve as a reminder to all of you of some of the cool episodes that we had and some of the cool learnings that we've had together and maybe even remind you of certain episodes you might want to go back and listen to. Um, so one of the things I, I, I started thinking about when I was pulling this episode together are some of the things that I didn't really do much of <laughs> before the podcast, but I now consider part of my life. So what are some of the things that that I learned? And and that um, could be things that I do, um, but it could also be a greater appreciation of other things. So I I have some loose notes here and things that I've thought of, but um, one, two, three, I have kind of around 10 different things that I've learned and adopted as my own um, through the podcast, and I think um, I'm just going to run through those with you in kind of a random way. So let me start with um, something that is now part of my everyday life and absolutely was not part of my everyday life before the podcast, and that's meditation. So very early in the podcast in season one, I had Dr. Jennifer Burns, who's a friend of mine, a personal friend who I bicycle with. And she talked about mindfulness. Now, it wasn't the first time I spoke to Jen about mindfulness. We actually had those conversations on a bicycle. 
But she said, you know, in any moment in time, you can get your head, you can calm your mind, redirect your mind, and be present. And she got me thinking about, in fact, she made a a comment uh, on the podcast that, that I still remember, and this is all the way back in season one, where she said, take that first sip of coffee every day and focus on the cup of coffee, focus on the sip and focus on that experience and you'll see how your mind can center in on what's in front of you. And I loved that thought process. Um, There have been other um, meditation people on the podcast. Um, Jimmy Whiteman, who has uh, DelveDeep.com as um, his website. And, And Jimmy talked about um, using mantras and um, a form of um, transcendental meditation as a way to almost change your life. It changed his life. And I had several people call me up and say, um, what'd you think of Jimmy? I might want to engage and have him teach me how to meditate the way he does. So he was very impactful. And then, and then there was a guest I had just this season, Ashley Ray, who sells mala beads and um, other props to help with meditation. And uh, meditation changed her life. She turned the business into the props, but she also does meditation coaching. So meditation is thing one. And, and I'm going to add quickly on the heels of thing one, I would say is thing two, which is... You know, I'm going to put these some of these guests in the category of of uh, fitness overall, but I've really learned to love yoga, and I've really noticed the benefits of regular stretching. And when I say regular stretching, every day, either doing yoga or at least five to ten minutes of stretching can really change your day and change how you feel. I. I Tell my wife, Meredith, I said, you know, I may not be at my ideal fitness. I may not be at my ideal weight. But if I'm stretching and doing yoga, things just don't hurt. Things just feel well-oiled and ready to run. Um, So, you know, I had a couple of of conversations on that. I want to uh, shout out um, Yogi Brian or Brian um, Holub, who... um, was the first, I think the first guest in episode, in season five. But he talked about doing yoga and not taking it so seriously. Um, my guest, Constance Coral, who actually I met Constance um, as a spin instructor and then as my triathlon coach. But Constance was the one who coached me for my triathlon, my half Ironman triathlon. And when I lost my mojo to exercise, she's the one who suggested, go to yoga. Um, Big influence in my life, still a big influence in my life every day. Pam Sherman, who I had on my episode, on my podcast twice, she talked about the benefits of stretching and shorter workouts. She said, look, don't go on a 10-mile run. Go on a really nice, well-paced one-mile run, and you'll get a lot of benefit from it, and you can walk after that and just keep your body moving and you've done something great. And she talked about morning stretches. She sent me a YouTube video with some morning stretches and Pam Sherman on days that I don't do yoga or do a a longer stretch. I do with the Pam Sherman three or four hip opening stretches and my day is ready to begin. 
Um, I'll also shout out um, Bianca Velez, Bonnie Heyman, and Selena Velez Ayakinta, because all three of them um, I've done at least one Pilates session with. And um, Bianca Velez, particularly, who I'm a big fan of Bianca, she knows that. Um, but all of them had episodes on the podcast, and all of them gave me their separate take on Pilates and, and overall fitness. So I'm going to put yoga, but the broader category of yoga, stretching, and overall fitness as the second thing that's changed my life um, through the podcast. Um, I'm going to shift gears for a second, and I want to talk about the fact that, you know, I got into the podcast immediately following doing a half Ironman triathlon, and frankly, working my tail off to get ready for that triathlon, completing it on my 55th birthday, and not really feeling the satisfaction I thought I'd feel after completing it. And um, I looked back at my podcast, and I counted... 10 people, 10 out of 105, where we at least discussed or partially discussed triathlons or endurance events like marathons or or half marathons. I'm going to quickly round out a list. Um, Paul Dauber, a many-time Ironman triathlete. Tom Hines, a colleague of mine who is a triathlete who turned... um, uh, fitness uh, guru doing um, doing uh, fitness on a regular basis. He does, um, oh darn, what's it called? Hold on, I'm going to look it up because, I'm going to look it up because now it's going to bug me. So he does, um, I, I can picture the guy, the people who do it, but I can't remember what it's called. What's the fitness where you go to the gym and... Um, do the um, really extreme activities. Well, I forgot, but I can tell you that Tom Hines is now um, 60 years old, and he, or maybe he's over 60 now. He is not a professional athlete, but he calls himself a lifetime athlete. And I think um, his episode, which was, um, I'm going to look it up for you. It was uh, season one, episode 17. Uh, two years ago, we did this podcast. Tom uh, talked about how triathlon got him motivated to a lifetime of fitness. Uh, triathlon Taron, Taron Gazelle, who is now um, not triathlon Taron, but he is Taron of the Motive Method, who went from basically a desk job, beer drinking guy, golfer guy, who went to perhaps the most well-known amateur triathlete in the world, or one of them, and um, now is uh, preaching uh, overall fitness and not just endurance um, athlete fitness, although endurance athletes are an important part of his fitness strategy if um, you do it right and you do it for the right reasons. In fact, Taryn said to me, you know, I, when I said I might want to do a full Ironman triathlon one day, and he said, why? And I told him, yeah, because I want to say I did it. He's the one who said, that's not really a good enough reason, Mitch. Not sure I'd spend the time and effort it takes and risk the injury you might risk to do something just to say you did it. So Taryn and, and I, he went from a bit bit of a, a celebrity guy for me to, to someone I'd call a friend. Um, Hillary Topper 
who also helped me set up the Meet Mediocrity podcast website. Um, She's an endurance athlete. Um, Leo Palazzuoli, who is a colleague of mine and a friend of mine, who he runs marathons on the weekend for fun at ridiculous paces. Um, but he he is a overall fitness guy. Rob Dill, who does who has done many um, marathons and some triathlons. Um, my colleague Desiree, Desiree Martin Del Campo, who has done a I think he, she's now done a half marathon in every state in the country and I think on most continents, maybe not Antarctica. I got to interview good personal friends like Tommy Herbert, who is my best friend in high school, and someone who I swam with on the Beth Page High School swim team. Uh, Dan Flanzig, the New York bicycle lawyer, who I've done duathlons together with, and he's now getting into triathlons. And of course, perhaps one of my best friends from work, and perhaps one of my best mentors at work, but also a um, motivational um, athlete who is always doing some sort of fitness challenge, Jeff Kaufman. So looking back at the triathlon I did, looking back at myself being unmotivated or lacking motivation after finishing, starting this podcast and then speaking to these people, put the whole experience into perspective. These people that I just mentioned gave me the perspective that do it, do races, do triathlons, do marathons if it motivates you, if it's something that you want to do, if it's something that makes you feel good. And it's okay if it doesn't. And it's okay to take a break if it doesn't. And it's okay to change from a triathlete to a marathoner to a to a recreational bicyclist. It's all good. These people all gave me that perspective. So another big learning from the podcast. Let me shift gears. Um, This podcast also gave me some great look. I I consider myself a pretty empathetic person, but um, I spoke to a number of people who either have dealt with, actually, I think they've all dealt with, um, but now they're helping people with mental mental health issues and addictions. I mean, I I hope I got them all, but... My former colleague and and good friend Liz Swigert, who um, was very open in her struggles with mental illness, um, I spoke with Alistair Deards, who is running a non for profit in, in the UK after having um, dealt with family members' uh, mental illnesses. Uh, Carly Johnston, who I recently had, and Nikki Wilson, who I recently had, both of whom talked about. Um, dealing with mental mental illness and also dealing with the ability to um, cope better with uh, pregnancy and pre and postnatal um, unhappiness, depression, anxiety, etc. Both Carly and Nikki um, had experiences and are are focused on helping people through those challenges. Um, I think about. Um, oh, I am going to remember her name, uh, Haley Curtis. We spoke about journaling as a way to deal with anxiety. And I thought it was interesting because there have been times where I had panic attacks um, earlier in my life. 
and I journaled, not because someone told me to. I, I just felt like I needed to get a pen in my hand. And when she described the fact that writing thoughts and focusing on the thoughts you're writing helps slow down the brain, which helped calm the anxiety, it may, it, it's like something that clicked that hadn't clicked before. Um, and, and finally, drug addiction. So I had a conversation with Liz Chelak, who founded the Sam Rizzo Foundation, and Merritt Hartblay, who's a friend of mine, who um, I've coached Little League teams with, who is now a, a an addiction support, an addiction counselor, who had his own um, drug and alcohol challenges. And, you know, mental illness, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, pre- and postnatal depression, anxiety, these are things that people don't talk about enough. They're talking about it more than they used to. But these things need to not be taboo. These things need to be things that we acknowledge and support each other on. That's what humanity is all about. So um, I wanted to acknowledge uh, how those guests and their stories resonated with me personally. Um, Shifting gears. (laughs) I do reflect, did you know that the two most listened to podcast episodes are with People who are friends and colleagues, and actually, I would say friends before colleagues, um, Tim Stansel and Greta Lovenheim, these two people both lost a ton of weight. Um, and, and this is not just, you know, I want to look pretty in a bathing suit, but health-related issues that caused them to really focus on weight loss. And the two of them lost a ton of weight. They changed their lives and their lifestyle and their, their mental approach to life. And those are the two most listened to podcast episodes uh, I have. Um, I also had my friends Kelly Keys and Scott Chevron and Jennifer Prensky talk about their weight loss journeys. Jennifer Prensky now helping others in their weight loss journeys. So those, um, look, I'm, I'm on a lifelong weight loss journey. I, I feel like if I wasn't, I, I might be 100 pounds heavier than I am. Although I'm definitely still, I still continue to be 20 pounds heavier than I'd like to be. Um, but but talking to people like Tim and Greta about their massive weight loss journeys, and my friend Kelly Keys about about healthy in clean healthy and clean eating, Scott Chevron and Jennifer Prensky about their weight loss journeys really helped me put my weight loss journey into perspective. Um, the other thing that I wanted to acknowledge about about the podcast is I, I, I spoke to a few people who um, taught me about wellness matters that were not even really on my radar screen or I thought they might not, well, maybe they're not wellness matters. Maybe let's just call them alternative wellness matters or alternative approaches to wellness. But these are things that I either would have poo-pooed, thought were silly, didn't believe in, and or, or never heard of. And they all taught me something that made me understand them better, appreciate them more, and actually consider for myself. So um, I spoke to Dr. Dan Schaefer about hypnosis. I talked to Kai Cox twice. Um, she's a medium and a psychic. And she is a straight talker, and she really gave it to me straight about 
What are the benefits of meeting with a medium and what are the skills that she brings to her clients? Something that I probably would have poo-pooed or not taken seriously, I now understand and appreciate much more. Um, I had Dr. Whitney Roban on. We talked about um, ways to get better sleep, something that I honestly, I'm sure many people have listeners um, have sleep challenges. A lot of people do. (laughs) I do not. I might have staying awake challenges, um, but people with sleep challenges, uh, I'm sure, will appreciate um, what they what I learned from Dr. Whitney Roban and Danielle North, who I had on twice. She talked about using the pause method that she created to pause, kind of in the category of meditation, but pause during our busy days to kind of calm the brain. And then we stumbled upon sound healing, something I was not aware of. And she actually did a sound healing session on me that was really meaningfully impactful and something that I would definitely do again. Um, I really enjoyed the sound healing session with Danielle. And um, for those of you who have an opportunity to try sound healing, I would totally try it. Um, Let's see, what else? Those are my alternative wellness things. I'm sure there are others. I feel bad that I might not capture everyone. Um, But there are um, so many different wellness things that struck my radar screen. In fact, what I'm going to do right now is scroll through my feed. Uh, Oh, I talked about weight loss with Savannah Dupin too, which was interesting because Savannah made this comment to me about um, losing a lot of weight in and of itself may not actually bring you happiness, which is true. Um, I also spoke with, um, um, well, let's, let's, let me, I, I'm not going to be able to, rem- to mention everyone, but let me, let me go back and mention something that, that really is kind of what I want to wrap this up as, and then, I, I, well, wrap this up with what, what I, um, what I got out of these sessions. First of all, uh, these are these are the feel good stories, and again, I'm sure I'm not going to mention 105 different guests on this on this episode. But let me rattle off some feel good episodes and where that leaves me now. So I love speaking with Rob Wilson about his uh, Toast Craft Brewery and how he puts um, waste food waste, not from the dumpster, but um, unused bread to use to ma- to use in making beer. Um, I loved speaking to the the crew that runs the Desi Strong Foundation in memory of Matthew DiStefano, Desi, and um, who died tragically um, and and way too young of cancer, and how the impact he's had on so many people and through the Desi Strong Foundation continues to impact. I enjoyed having Kea Mujban Muj Mujmandar. I almost screwed her name up. Sorry, Kea, um, who I kind of got excited about watching her on Shark Tank and how she uh, was so relentless in getting a deal from the sharks. And, and it was and it wasn't until I interviewed her that I learned that was really the tip of the iceberg in terms of Kea and, and her entrepreneurial endeavors. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed speaking to Anderson Blue, who is... Um, married to my niece, I guess that would make him my nephew. And um, he really went from a student who did not 
really think he was a very good student to someone who's really an amazingly successful artist and creator and social media personality. And, you know, he does what he loves, truly does what he loves every day. Um, I spoke to Matt Pazicki about um, writing the book, writing books, which he dreamt of. I talked to Kevin Loretti, who's a, a, a phenomenal golfer who chose to keep golfing as a, a passion rather than a career. And I think he, he makes his life more full as a passion and a hobby than as a career. I spoke to Alan Bergman, who spent his entire life in a family business and now writes people's um, biographies. And he's loving that. In fact, Alan reached out to me recently telling me how much he's still loving uh, doing what he's doing. And he actually commented on one of my podcast episodes and how much he enjoyed it. Um, I interviewed Matt Simpson, who is kind of living as a bit of a vagabond. <laughs> That's probably not the right word, but certainly a, a wandering lifestyle uh, that suits him. And, and I know that recently he and his wife have um, started to spend more time in Italy, which is um, their passion. Why do I mention all of these feel-good stories? Well, I mention them because... As I approach the end of season five and I approach 105 episodes, I want to take some time off to focus on some of the things I love. Um, so, you know, I uh, before I get to the things I love, I forgot to mention two, two episodes I really loved. One was um, Renee Weingarten, who went from a reader to creating Renee's Reading Club on Facebook, and there are thousands upon thousands of people who are actively posting every day about book recommendations and book reviews. And I thought that was amazing. And I forgot to mention the most important episode I have. And it's funny because my kids, I had all, all of my sons on an episode. I interviewed a couple of my sons separately. But the most important episode was the one I had with my mother, um, she was a great podcast who talked about taking her passion and turning it into a, a 40 year business, um, making, uh, handcrafted miniatures uh, for dollhouses, which she still does at the age of 80. Um, but all of these feel good episodes and all of these guests, whether they were motivational guests, guests who taught me something that I wanted to learn about, think guests who gave me things that I should do more of or wanted to do more of. Um, that I still do today, or guess that with these like feel good episodes, why do I mention them? Because now that I approach the end of season five, and now that I've completed 105 episodes, I, I do want to spend some more time doing some things I love. So I'm really enjoyed photography. I do have a uh, an Instagram uh, page devoted to my photography. It's called the Mitch Moments Photos. Mitch Moments photos and um it features all, all of my photography and you can find it under my name mitch mitchell shuckman or mitch moments photos and uh you can see some pretty cool uh photography mostly landscape photography and wildlife photography but also um some street scenes as well so um so i want to focus more on photography i want to focus more on yoga I want to focus more on bicycling and actually hiking, getting out in nature and just walking. I don't need to climb mountains. I don't need to scramble over rocks, but I do need to keep the legs moving. And being out in nature in general. So between photography, 
hiking, cycling. I feel like I'll be doing things I love and doing them outside in the fresh air. Um, I don't care what the weather is. It could be cold. It could be um, hot. As long as I'm outside doing the things I love to do, I'm usually in a good mood. Um, and yoga and stretching, of course, continuing to do that every day. Um, those are going to be my focuses. And I do have some ideas for what I'm going to do for season six of the Meet Mediocrity podcast. When I'm going to start it, what exactly it's going shape it's going to take is still unknown. So stay tuned. You can follow me on Instagram. You can reach out to me through my website meetmediocrity.com. You can reach out to me through Instagram or Facebook, and I will give you updates or take your suggestions on what should be next. But in the meantime, as I I refine my thoughts on on what's next for the Meet Mediocrity podcast, and as I refine my thoughts on how I want to move forward in terms of um, podcast activities, I will be enjoying some other activities like the cycling, like the outdoors life, like the photography, and you'll be able to continue to follow me uh, immediately because I'm already posting lots of photos on Mitch Moments Photos uh, as a way to uh, pursue my current passions and uh, stir my creative juices and think about the podcast and what's next. So I'm going to sign off this podcast by once again thanking all of you for listening to Meet Mediocrity Podcast. Thank you for following me on Facebook. Thank you for following me on Instagram. And um, until season six, please continue to stay safe, stay healthy, keep positive, and be well. Take care, everyone.